In the next seven minutes or so, we look back on a week that saw Pascal Donoghue in hot water over election expenses. Good news for apartment owners who've been landed with huge repair bills, a shock resignation in New Zealand, and we hear from the banshee of Inishirin. So grab a cuppa and get up to speed in just about seven minutes. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. And don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7am. Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform Pascal Donoghue faced the doll on Wednesday as he sought to clear up issues around his expenses for the 2016 election campaign. He's been struggling to resolve the issues all week, firstly for the use of a payment for the placement of election posters, which he did not include in his submitted election expenses. He's also been under fire for the sale of Fine Gael's Superdraw tickets to businessman Michael Stone. Mr Stone has made no donations to me personally. However, in 2020 and 2021, Mr Stone made a donation to Fine Gael by the purchase of Superdraw tickets, which were sold by me and was within the legal limits. Opposition parties are concerned that still remains a breach of the standards and public office guidelines and Sinn Féin finance spokesperson Pierce Doherty had his calculator out to figure out whether Pascal's story stacked up. You're good at the numbers. That's 75 polls. That's putting posters up on two polls per hour, Pascal. Seriously, who's going to believe that? You know what we should do? Me and you will get grab a ladder and a stopwatch and see how many posters we put up. It is laughable what you're trying to do and you're trying to take us for fools. A brutal missile attack on a civilian apartment building in Ukraine last weekend has killed at least 45 people, making it the deadliest civilian incident of Moscow's missile campaign. It comes amid an increase in attacks on civilian infrastructure since December, something the Times' Middle East correspondent Richard Spencer says could be a show of strength from Putin. As some people suggest that Putin is saying here, look, you know, you can defeat us on the battlefield, but don't you think that you'll, don't think we'll go away? We're still here and we can still inflict damage. The attack has galvanised more support for Ukraine with the Dutch committing to donating a Patriot missile defence system and the Ukrainian commander-in-chief Valery Zalusany met with the Pentagon's top general Mike Milley in Poland. EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen who was speaking at the World Economic Forum in Davos said that the EU will continue to support Ukraine military. But I've said from the onset of this atrocious war that uh, Ukraine should get all the military equipment it needs and it can handle. And this also includes the advanced system. Tuesday also saw Olena Zelenska, First Lady of Ukraine, speak in Davos with a warning that Russia won't stop with just Ukraine. And you know that the Russian aggression was never intended to restrict itself to the Ukrainian borders. This war can go further and it, it make crises wider if the aggressor does not lose. On Wednesday, Vladimir Zelensky addressed Davos via Zoom. The Ukrainian president told global leaders and industry experts the world must not hesitate to take action against Russia. Needed less than one second to start the war. The world needed days to react with first sanctions. The time the free world uses to think is used by the terrorist state to kill. And ahead of a crunch meeting in Germany, defence ministers issued a joint statement saying they'd like to see main battle tanks for Kyiv. President of the European Council, Charles Michel, was in Ukraine on Thursday to reinforce the EU's support. I believe that tanks must be delivered. I reiterate this appeal. We want to support you because we are aware that the next few weeks may be decisive for what comes next. Decisive. 
The government has finally approved the legacy defect scheme. It's aimed at fixing many of the building issues that arose during the Celtic Tiger building spree that's seen issues with developments including fire safety and water issues, mainly with apartments and duplexes. Housing Minister Dara O'Brien made the announcement. Today, I believe, is a really important step for those homeowners, many of whom uh, have for 10, 15 years been living with despair, with stress and with with no hope. It's estimated up to 100,000 homes could be affected. There's no cap on the cost of repairs and the government says it will fully fund it up to 2.5 billion euro. Sinn Féin's Ono Brin says there are still questions to be answered. We need to see the legislation. Is it genuinely 100%? Is it genuinely retrospective? Will there be emergency funding available for immediate fire safety works now? Just over a third of Ireland's electricity was generated by wind last year, according to a new report released on Monday. The report shows that Ireland is one of the top five countries globally for installed wind capacity and the per capita energy generated. The value of the electricity produced by wind means that Irish consumers saved €2 billion last year by not having to buy gas. Noel Conniff is the CEO of Wind Energy Ireland who released the report, and he says that these kind of savings will only increase the more we grow our wind energy infrastructure. The best way to decarbonise is to put a plug in it. Put a plug in your car, put a plug in your heating. That means our electricity demand will grow. So to meet 80% of that demand, we need to invest in renewable energy. We need to invest in our grid. But that will save us much more money by 2030 than the €2 billion which we saved in 2022. The government has announced it's setting up a new task force for the development of renewable energy sources. Current targets are to double the amount of energy from wind by 2030. But Wind Energy Ireland says that the urgent changes are needed if we're going to meet those targets. We need to see the government step up in terms of reforming the planning system and full political support from all parties to help strengthen our electricity grid and deliver an air grids plan. This needs to be a top political priority for all parties for 2023. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Free. 
It was shocking New Zealand and round the world as Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern announced that she's resigning as Prime Minister and calling a general election for October. She's been PM for five and a half years steering the country through the COVID pandemic and events such as a Christchurch mosque attack. She said she spent the summer considering her future and just doesn't think she's got enough energy to face another term. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election and that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. I know what this job takes and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice. It's that simple. Alec Baldwin is being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter over the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of one of his movies. She died when a prop gun went off during rehearsals in New Mexico in 2021. The set's armourer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, is accused of the same offence. Baldwin's lawyer called it a terrible miscarriage of justice. He previously denied pulling the trigger. New Mexico District Attorney Mary Carmack Altwees says they looked at the whole setup before filing the charges. It was the totality of the circumstances that this was a really fast and loose set and that that nobody was doing their job. Irish movie The Banshees of Inna Sheeran has been having a good run. It picked up multiple Golden Gloves last week, including Best Actor for Colin Farrell. Sunday night saw the Critics' Choice Awards take place in LA, but both Colin and co-star Brennan Leeson missed the event because of COVID. But it doesn't look like a straight road to the Oscars as the Irish lost out to sci-fi drama Everything Everywhere All at Once for Best Picture, Best Director and Best Supporting Actor for Ki Hee Kwan. Best Actor went to Brendan Fraser for his role in The Whale and Kate Blanchett took home Best Actress Award for her performance in Tar. Still supporting Colin the run-up to the Oscars is his 90-year-old Banshee co-star, Sheila Fletton. Well, I have to say I adore the man. <laughs> and, don't forget, I had a broken shoulder when I went down. Right. And he just, he literally reminded me, I mean, they're all brilliant. And Brendan, they're all fabulous. But something special about Colin. A lovely speech, heartfelt. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I heard it on the radio this morning at 7 o'clock and I swear to God, I thought I was dreaming when I heard it on This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back Monday morning at 7am. Have yourselves a great weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.